Hello and welcome to another edition of Only in Illinois, your weekly recap from Reboot Illinois. I'm Madeline Dubeck here with Matt Dietrich. And uh, this week we had a whole lot of action in the state legislature and even some details on a possible budget agreement that was uh, forwarded from some rank and file appropriations committee members to the governor, Speaker Madigan, and the four, the other three um, legislative leaders. Uh, it included, what, Matt, about 5.7 billion in um, tax increases and a couple billion in some cuts. Uh, looked like there was some indication of both an income tax increase closer to the 5% we had for uh, a few years there um, but a little bit lower than that right. amount. And, and, and they're also talking about that. And uh, I think the, the figure was 4.75%. So your tax rate would go up by one percentage point. And uh, then they're also talking about changing the sales tax to apply to services and not just goods. And the classic example on that is right now, if you go get an oil change in your car, you pay tax on the oil, you pay a sales tax on the oil filter, but you don't pay sales tax on the actual service of, uh, of the labor of doing the oil change. And we've, since the sales tax was initiated, we've gone from a primarily a goods-based economy to a service-based economy. So it's you know a modernizing effort, I guess. So I think the big things to come from this week are the 4.75% possible income tax and change to the sales tax. But I mean, Madeline, as you and I have talked about a million times, they can forward every plan they want to right now. They can have their working groups. Nothing's gonna happen until Governor Rauner and Speaker Madigan decide that it's time for them to sit down and actually talk about these things. Right, and Speaker Madigan was, um, or his spokesman Steve Brown was um, pretty, pretty cool to this plan and wouldn't even call it a plan just yet so i think uh and this and speaker madigan himself kind of was repeating the same rhetoric he's been repeating all along about uh the governor needing to cooperate on a budget and not the turnaround agenda so sounds like we're still a bit away from a deal um and you and i have talked also this week about the whole school funding bill that got uh, approved in the Senate and sent to the House this week and how that might really be the key to all of this, right? Yeah, and I think that that's probably the most solid thing that we have to go on right now if you're trying to figure out what might happen. And um, what what's going on is you have uh, the Senate Democrats primarily, uh, and one senator in particular, that's Andy Menar, uh, who's from South Central uh, Illinois, the town of Bunker Hill. His district includes a part of Springfield. Um, he's been working for about three years to try to fix the formula by which the state distributes state education dollars to school districts. And the problem that we have in Illinois, and you know, you've heard this before, the cliche is, but it's true, uh, is that in Illinois, the quality of a child's education is largely determined by that child's zip code because we have a system uh, in which um, school districts that are located in more affluent areas where there's a lot of property tax wealth, they can, fund, they can spend $30,000 a year per student in those school districts because they have the property tax wealth to fund 
you know, 90% and more of their total school budget with very little state funding. On the other hand, you have a lot of downstate rural school districts uh, and even, you know, school districts like Chicago or perhaps like where I'm at in Springfield, urban districts where you don't have that very large property tax base. They rely a whole lot more on state funding and you'll see that, you know, 40-50% of their entire budget is made up of state education funding. And that means that they're only spending, say, you know, $6,000 per student. Huge disparity. You've got downstate uh, down rural school districts that, you know, high schools don't have a foreign language because they can't pay right. the teachers. So everybody really on, in both parties agrees the system is unfair and needs to be changed. What's the, the debate now is how do we change it? Because you don't want to go just yanking money away from, let's say, affluent suburban school districts where they're already paying 90% of their school district budget based on very, very high property taxes. And to, to come in and take away state aid from them and force them to make it up with even more property taxes, this, the people in those districts don't think that's fair and they're uh, representatives and senators in Springfield for the most part have said they don't think it's fair either. So that's the tug of war that you have going on now. And I think Senator Menard's plan has come closer than anything we've seen in about 20 years to getting approval. But, you know, you're having a big fight now over whether it's a bailout for Chicago uh, and because uh, Chicago under this plan to get $175 million more uh, or whether it's just more fairly distributing school state dollars. Right, and so this really is one of these situations that has been a problem for 20 years or so now. This is the last time this funding formula got changed and adjusted a bit, and it really pits the, as you just explained, downstate against the suburbs and the suburbs against downstate and the city and uh, becomes this major regional division. At the same time, you have a governor who you could say is a suburban resident, and so he seems to be appreciating the suburban viewpoint that, that you're kind of taking our money to um, subsidize everybody else, and, and how is that fair? And so he's been going around the state um, arguing that we should, he should get a clean school funding bill that should be separate from this budget impasse and you know not attached to anything else. We should just fund the schools and raise the what's called the foundation level, the amount that um, all schools get no matter what, which is different from this Menard bill. Um, and so now we have this political pressure that that uh, was not there a year ago when he signed only the school K through 12 school funding part of the budget and vetoed everything else so that schools could open on time. Now here we are almost a year later and we're getting to the point where school, some school officials are saying, hey, I need to know if I'm getting any state money because my school might not be able to open without it. We had an instance uh, in Farmington that we, uh, that we featured on Reboot Illinois, where a superintendent said, we're, we're getting right up to that point pretty soon here where we've got to figure out whether we're going to be able to open because most of these school administrators really start planning 
now and and by July one they've got they've mm -hmm. got to know. Yeah, and it's it's in July, uh, the first couple of weeks in July that usually the uh, state school appropriations go out. And uh, so that's when they start of the fiscal you know, year. And, and last year, that's that's how they knew when they got the when they got their K twelve appropriation. When Governor Rauner signed that one portion of the Democrats' budget, uh, then they knew that schools could open on time. What you're seeing now, and I think people need to keep this word in mind: hostage. This hostage is going to be a word that you're hearing a lot. Um, Governor Rauner is on this kind of barnstorming tour where he's going to schools around the state saying. I want the General Assembly to send me a clean education bill for K-12 that I can sign just like last year so that schools can be guaranteed to open on time. And he says what they might try to do is hold school funding hostage, hold uh, all of the elementary and high school students in the state hostage by not sending in that bill. But, you know, t to me, we're getting into a little bit of a double standard here because uh, the Democrats for a year now have been saying that, well, Governor Rauner has held the state budget hostage and by not signing the uh, uh, higher education funding appropriation, he has held college students hostage all year long right. by not giving them their MAP grants and by not passing on funding to the public universities and community colleges. So now you've got this battle, you know, who's the hostage taker here? Uh, and um, and I should, we should also add that, you know, in Senator Menard's bill, it does have what's called a hold harmless clause where nobody's going to lose money in the first year and he gives districts that will lose money some time to wean themselves off. Uh, Four years, I think it is. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, it's interesting. You had uh, Don Harmon, a senator from, from one of the affluent suburban districts. Oak Park. Some districts in his... Uh, in his Senate district stand to lose some money. And he voted for the Menard bill because he said, look, we've got to start somewhere. Um, so, you know, th th but this is, this is the classic big political tug of war uh, in Illinois. It's been that way for, you know, all, as long as I can remember. It, it is, and, and so it's gonna come down again, as you said earlier, but to Rauner and Madigan and uh, this game of chicken and which one is going to be willing to, to risk those schools not opening. This is the one thing I think that might get us a deal before the November 8th general election, this pressure of all those families um, having to scramble with this threat hanging over them that school might not open in August. So. Um, this might be the one chance we actually get get a budget deal done in the next couple of weeks. Uh, is that pressure from the school situation? Right, and 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 like I said, you know, you're going to hear this word hostage tossed around a whole lot. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, because I think now both sides are trying to, uh, you know, size up what hostages that they can take without actually admitting that they're taking any hostages. But uh, but you're absolutely correct, Madeline. This is where uh, by May 31st, they're supposed to have a budget done. And uh, I think school funding is gonna be the issue and how this shakes out, that's, that's gonna be key. All right, they wanna see how many hostages they can take and use in, the, in their campaign mailers for November. 
So we shall see. In the meantime, we're all still being held hostage without a budget agreement 11 months into uh, the fiscal year. And those are the, the big highlights for this week from Springfield. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next edition of Only in Illinois.